want to unleash your presenting superpower? I know what you're thinking. I don't have a presenting superpower. Well, my guest this week knows that you do, and she's here to help you uncover it on the Standout Get Noticed podcast. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 292 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's communication skills trainer, speaker, and MC. This week, I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome back to the podcast, Yamini Naidu. Yamini is the world's only economist turned Bollywood dancing business storyteller. She's here to talk about X Factor, and no, it's not the TV show. You'll learn what it means for you to have X Factor as a presenter and how you can use your X Factor to stand out, supercharge your presenting abilities, and leave a lasting, memorable impression on your audience. Yamini is author of the book X Factor, which you can find links to in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 292. You ready to uncover your X Factor? Let's do it. Yamini, I know that you've written a book titled X Factor, and in the book you do mention that if you do want to stand out and make an impact with your speaking, you need to create an audience experience. So Yamini, can you kick us off by sharing what is the difference between just giving a presentation and creating an audience experience? Sure. I want to um, just present the viewers with a bit of a model. So some of you might know Vin Gian, G-I-A-N-G, and later in the show notes, I'll put a link to his website. So a few years ago at our uh, professional speaking conference, Vin presented a model and he said any presentation should be made up of 30% content. And we all have this. We're content experts. 30% delivery. So delivery is what you can have world-class content, but poorly delivered. So delivery is what creates the audience experience. And 30% inspiration. So inspiration is storytelling and humor. So 30% content, 30% delivery, 30% inspiration. And he asked a room, you know, what do you think that remaining 10% is? And in a room full of speakers, we guessed different things. We said emotion, energy, audience bribes. And that remaining <laughs> 10% is X factor. So those right. three things, when you have X factor, when you have inspiration, when you use storytelling and humor, and you're really focused on the craft of delivery, you're able to create the audience experience. You're able to make the audience connected to you, to your content, to that moment in time. So the audience feels they were meant to be there. They were meant to be, to have this experience with you. So it's very immersive. Uh, at a meta level, Christina, the old-fashioned view of, you know, sage on the stage, here's my content. The new view is we co-create it. So I, of course, you know, as an expert, you come in, you have some expertise and people are eager to hear it. But that whole experience we co-create together. So it's highly engaging, it's interactive, it's, you know, uh, it's vulnerable, it's funny. It's You use whatever is in the room in the moment. Uh, so you're really present with people. Mm. So it's less about you seeing yourself as this isolated speaker yeah. there to just deliver content to an audience. Correct. I love this idea of co-creating. Can you go a little deeper into what, like, it, what is the audience doing? If we're co-creating with our audience, what is our audience actually doing in response or, or with us? You're drawing on the audience's uh on the audience's experiences, on examples and wisdom in the room, because there is so much of that. 
Um, it's also you're sort of leveling the field. So I really, you know, the old view of speaking is like, you know, the expert, the giant ego up on stage. Uh, I don't, I don't think that that's how we, that's not how maybe audiences want us anymore. So now it's very much about, you know, say if I share a, a, a bit of theory or I give an example or I tell a story, I would give my audience something to do to engage with it. I'd go, what does your experience be? Can you chat at your table? Can I have a few responses back? So that's what I mean, co-creating. People love hearing from each other uh, and they love sharing because they've also had something similar or they, you know, are still trying to connect the dots. So then the whole, the pointy end of teaching is not just resting on one, on me. So I don't become like a single point for the teaching because sometimes someone on your table might say just that right example that really clicks for you. Especially say if you're leading, um, delivering to an intact leadership team. I'll ask them, i say, what does this mean for your customer or your context? And give them an opportunity to actually bring that into the room. Uh, and that can just take whatever you're doing, really, we're customizing it on the spot as we go, curating it to their experience in the room. But it's also, I find it's a very respectful way of presenting Christina, because it's honoring that we're all adults, we're all professionals, we've got this rich lived life. I'm keen to hear, you know, what people have to say and what they want to bring to the table as well. Yeah. It's a beautiful approach and alleviates a lot of stress from you as well because you know that you can rely on your audience to provide part of the experience. It doesn't have to all come from you. So, Yamini, tell me about X Factor. How do you define it? Because I know it's different to what we might <laughs> think of. when Because when I first saw X Factor, I was like, oh, the TV show. Or I thought, <laughs> I thought, oh, Bruno Mars. Because every time I see him, I'm like, he is amazing and deserves all his fame and fortune because yeah, yeah. he is just incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to post something on Instagram where I jumped in my car and a Bruno Mars song came on and I'm just like, ah. I've got to post this photo just for you. I'll tag you, Christina. Okay. <laughs> I did start my cabs listening just to the radio. And I was just going, ah, that's made my day. Uh, Christina, we always have, what limits us as professionals is we've had a very myopic, narrow view of X Factor. We think, you know, you're born with it. It's um, reality TV stars. It's shiny teeth. It's presence. It's charisma. It's none of those things. X Factor lives at the intersection. So if you literally cross your hands, I'm doing this for our video audience, yay! It lives at the intersection of purpose. So for me, I use, I want my message, I want my audience to remember my message. So that's my purpose, that it resonates with them and they remember it. Yeah. So it lives at the intersection of purpose, of value. This should be of yep. value to your audience. Like it shouldn't be just something I do because I love it or I'm being self-indulgent indulgent. The other two parts of the X are service. Is it in service of your message, of your audience, of your organization? And then the last thing is it has to be something unique to you. The sort of modern X factor can be really small and intimate. So I think of X factor living, it's like, you know, in geometry, a line extends in infinite directions. And I think that is X factor. So anybody can find their place along this continuum. So when you think of, you know, someone like Ricky Gervais or Hannah Gadsby, they're like at the performance end of X factor, but we don't have to be. We can be at the pre presenting end, presenting part of X factor, where we use something unique about us that makes our communication come alive. So in my book, like there are so many ways of defining X factor. It can be a statement, several statements, special sauce, secret sauce, shiny teeth, sequence, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So in my book, I've, what I do is I take people through a process. 
So they end up with an X-factor statement okay. that combines three elements that represents them. So I'll give you a couple of examples. So my sure. X-factor statement is the world's only economist, element one, turned Bollywood dancing, element two, business storyteller, element three. So, okay. and I've done this <laughs> with all my clients. So this is how people find three elements that makes uh, paints a portrait of them that's very distinctive and desirable. It's Think of it, the easiest way to wrap your head around it is to think of it as your personal tagline. It's not brand. So X Factor starts where brand stops. Everyone has brand, hopefully, but not everyone's discovered, let alone articulated their X Factor. So Yamini, can I ask, with your X Factor statement, so you've got the world's only economist turns bo- turn Bollywood dancing Dancing storyteller. business storyteller, correct. Sorry, business storyteller. So that's your tagline that you put out there in like written form. When you're on stage, yep. how do you, does that X Factor then manifest? Beautiful. So I'll often use a joke about economists and then the audience that way knows I'm an economist because I'm an economist. I can mock other economists or I'd use a theory, you know, from economics uh, and I'd weave that in. I actually okay. teach some of my content through Bollywood dancing. So when I want people to remember three things, I get them to do three moves and then we put it to dance and I have them all dancing. Oh, and I then, of that. course, I would use storytelling all the way through my presentation. So that yeah. is how I would use all three elements of my X Factor through my, through my presenting. So if you said that you were Bollywood dancing business storyteller, but you didn't do any Bollywood dancing in your presentations, yeah. does that then not really work? Uh, they often don't know. They don't know. They they know that I'm an economist turned business storyteller. What I find, uh, I'll, to, to answer that question, I'll go back a bit. X Factor, everything about X Factor is counterintuitive. So when in the book, I give you a process, so you, you know, explore your history, your hobbies, your interesting things, you go through a funnel to discover what are these three intersecting things about you that can create a potential X-factor statement. We do all of this, like three-fourths of my book, Christina, I don't mention audience. Because I found normally in business, 99% of the time, before we put pen to paper, we always consider our audience. Like I said, everything about um, X-factor is counterintuitive. So I found if people started if their starting point was thinking about their audience, they really diluted their X factor. They started to water it down because there's an inherent part of us that thinks, oh, but people may not respond to this. What about that audience group? They won't like it. So I find what works is you find your X factor in its purest form. So what I've presented to you is my purest form X factor. Some of my clients, like they want all three elements. They want the... uh, economist turned storyteller and Bollywood dancing. They want all three. Some only want the economist turned business storyteller. And I did some work recently with another client and they only just wanted business storyteller. They didn't even care that I was an economist. Um, so then you can curate, you curate your statement okay. for different audiences, but you've got to have it in its purest form. Otherwise it won't work. <laughs> yeah. So you don't necessarily do the Bollywood dancing Every time. Your I always check. Okay. So one of my uh, pieces of advice in the book. So in my X Factor statement, there's a performative element, which is Bollywood dancing. Your Every X Factor statement doesn't have to be. I'll give you a couple more examples. So, they, um, so I always check with the organizers. I always go, uh, is this appropriate for you? You know, is it right for that content? 
Uh, so you don't always have to do it. So that's the other thing. It shouldn't become your standard shtick, you know. Oh, here's Yamini and her body were dancing. So if it's appropriate for the context, for the audience, if I think they re it'll really help anchor people in something kinesthetic. So all of this is based on learning theory, as you know, you know, when people dance and they you anchor the words in movement, they're going to remember it. So it's based in the principles of adult learning. Also, like, say, it, it, the timing of when I'm doing my uh, piece in a conference, if that's the time when you really want to energize a room, uh, I would absolutely use it. Yeah. I've So now that you've talked about that, I I used to bring my ukulele to presentations. <laughs> and I would sometimes play just a little bit as part of a story around how I went busking and how I got out of my comfort zone and it was terrifying. And the, yeah, and I just brought that ukulele just for a couple of minutes. And um, yeah. yeah, would you say that that's part, that could be part of an it X could factor? Be. You have to go through the whole process to see what you ended up. But what you have uh, put your finger on is how then you use it. And you've used it absolutely appropriately. I've always say in the book, anything with X factor, stop before your audience you know, leave your audience hungry. So less is more. My whole Bollywood dancing takes up to only about two minutes. Yeah. So I teach three moves, we practice it, we put it to music, we're done and dusted. So similarly, I love the way you say you just play just a little bar of your ukulele is enough. I'll give you some other statements that maybe don't have a performative element. So sure. it can help some of our audience members who are thinking, I've got no talent or skill. Um, so Carolyn Tate so Carolyn Tate is a teacher, a purpose pioneer, and a writer. That's how professionally she would describe herself. But her ex-factor statement is ex-banker turned river swimming eco-activist. She's just changed Ooh. the last, yeah, eco-activist. So ex-banker is a wonderful start for her ex-factor statement because it gives people, uh, it tells people, you know, her journey. River swimming, river swimming immediately sparks curiosity and connection. People want to know where does she swim, the Yarra River, she swims every day. Always three questions, is it safe, is it clean, is it cold? Yes, 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 <laughs> this is Melbourne, the river's always cold. And uh, activist is such a strong word to finish your X-Factor statement on. Um, and she finds she often, when she introduces herself using her X-Factor, it just you know, it takes, it just takes that conversation to a different level. You're not having the same boring, you know, elevator pitch uh, conversation or your brand being pushed mm. onto people because people are curious. And often she finds she's uh, got a new member to her. She's added a new member to her river swimming community. Uh, so that's an example. When you talked about ukulele, <laughs> I'm reminded of Tracy Essard, who is also a keynote speaker, a thought leader. Um, she features as a gold statement you know a case study with a gold statement in my book uh would you say christina you you've played the recorder at some portion growing up in australia oh when i was in grade two or three in <laughs> yeah. school and it's awful it's awful isn't it everyone <laughs> it would be like a recorder player at some point in their life everyone is an ex-recorder player playing Tracy hot cross buns <laughs> <laughs> tracy's statement is ex-recorder player Harley Davidson rider, ferocious warmth leader. And I loved X recorder player because we're all, all, all of us are X recorder players. Thank God for X <laughs> recorder players. But it's genius because nobody thinks to use it. So that first thing is funny, it's warm, it's relatable. 
And then boom, look at the contrast. She immediately restores her credibility with Harley Davidson bike rider. So it's such a sensory word, you know, you can imagine her. Mm. And then she brings it home with her unique IP, which is Ferocious Warmth Leader. Uh, so that's unique. It's the IP she's created. She's got a book and a whole platform around that. And so does she talk about her recorder playing <laughs> when she's on stage? We so how does that part of it, add, how, how does that kind of, you know, because you, you mentioned that the X Factor has to be, add value and be yeah, relevant and that kind of thing. Service. It, it depends. I haven't, we haven't, I haven't gone that deeply with Tracy. In fact, she was, you know, when I was off sending her a copy of my book, she was like, I was thinking of you and going to reach out to say, how can we use it? Uh, uh, Tracy, I had an idea when I was speaking with Tracy, uh, she actually now plays the violin. So the way I would do it, now, every presentation doesn't have to have a performative. I would actually, when she's saying X recorder player, I would actually bring out the recorder and play a bar and then boom, she could put it away and then play a note in the on the violin hmm. yeah so she could have that contrasting a bit of fun okay it was a joke and then this is the violin piece uh you've um, you can be as creative as you like and how you use it as long as it's serving you know it's got purpose value service i really want those coming through uh, because then you'll find the appropriate then we're not just sprinkling like fairy dust or overdoing our x factor or it's all just all sparkly and shiny but there's no no substance. Um, in my book, I quote um, Michael, Michael Porch, not Michael Porch, yeah, Heroic Speaking Academy. And in his podcast, Christina, one of one speaker, the evaluation they got, so the speaker was very, very funny. And the client or the audience evaluation was, if I wanted to laugh nonstop, I would have gone to a comedy club. So Ooh. really fierce. Ouch. I know. I know. So when we discover something, we want to just, you know, keep doing it. But we've got to be careful that then we're not, our audience doesn't feel they're missing out on other parts of our presentation, which is the content and that experience in the room. But what the X Factor does is it lifts everything up to a different level and it creates that audience experience. Like people never forget their Bollywood moves or, you know, if someone did play the ukulele, you'll never forget that. It sounds like it's really about taking an already fantastic presentation that's got the 30% content, 30% good delivery, and then 30% inspiration as well through your stories. It really sounds like the X Factor just takes that next level and makes it memorable so that I'm guessing people retain what you've shared. Yeah, I think what it can do is shift how your audience sees itself. So the, what the X Factor does for you as a presenter, in my book, I cover I cover the model. So, you, you know, I give you tips, fast track tips on content, on delivery, on inspiration. And as you know, Christina, I've got a book on the storytelling piece as well. So uh, what X Factor does is it shifts what's possible with that whole experience. So you're not just, you know, you can either create an event, you can either have an event, 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 you can create an experience, or you can create some sort of journey that starts with that experience in the room. And that journey is probably some sort of shifting of your audience, of how they see themselves, of how they see what is possible, of the future that they see for themselves and their organization. So all of that can happen. You're starting to really unlock your audience. You're starting to loosen them up, unlock them, open them up to a world of possibilities. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's obviously the overt things that an X Factor can do for you as a speaker, and you've identified that as well. But there's also that subtle level of what X Factor yeah. does for you, but also for your audience. Mm -hmm. 
Now, Amini, what would you say holds people back from really leaning into their X factor? <laughs> a couple of things. The first is fear. We're afraid. The minute you hear the words X factor, you think, oh my God, what is my X factor? Do I even have one? What if I don't have one? So first of all, I want to assure you, my research is compelling and it's assuring everyone has X-factor potential. Your X-factor doesn't have to be big unless you're a Cirque du Soleil performer. You know, like when you think of someone like the ex-Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinta Ardern, she was so empathetic, so relatable, so warm. That's her X-factor. Your X-factor could be you have a phenomenal memory for people's names. Or you're just brilliant with models. Just this morning, I was in the gym and, you know, the video, uh, the TV, the news was playing. And this little kid was greeting Princess Catherine. And instead of doing the conventional courtesy, did you see he did these somersaults? So just in that moment, he found like a tiny bit of X Factor and she loved it. She said she was super impressed. And it'll be a clip that we're going to see over and over again. I'm sure it'll be in 2023 highlights of the year. So just in that moment, he found his X Factor and did something different. Sex factor can be small, it can be intimate. What it is, is it's find something that's unique about you, that's, uh, that you, 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 you have fun with, that you can be authentic with, you can have a bit of swagger with, and you're happy to share with your audience. So it's going quite deep into your identity. Also, Christina, the thing that holds people back is fear. Don't worry, everyone's got X Factor potential. I give you a process. The other thing that holds us back is we want our X Factor to emerge fully formed. As soon as people start, they want a complete statement, you know, like how I've got. My statement took 15 years to evolve. So 15 years ago, I was a business storyteller, and that felt radical at that time. And I used to always do Bollywood dancing just as a throwaway um, energizer. About seven years ago, I started using it as a speaking point. So I would do a little bit and demo something through Bollywood. And then uh, three, four, three years ago, I started using it as a teaching point. And now okay. then I've embraced that whole identity. So I went from business storyteller to world's only economist turned business storyteller. And now I've added the Bollywood. So it's almost like unpeeling layers of onions. So slowly your X factor will reveal itself. But I also invite people to start small, start where they are at today. Put that mm. thing out about you that you've always wanted to say. What I do warn people in the books, I've got a list of 100 banned X factor words. So words oh, like... Okay, that we're not allowed to use. Okay. <laughs> so words okay, like... Okay, what are I, they? If people ask me, what do I do? Like it just, a, you know, a normal conversation. I wouldn't go, oh, I'm the world only, you know, unless I wanted to sound like a dickhead. <laughs> I would just go, I'm an, I'm an author, I'm an educator. But if I type, put in the words author, educator into Google, I get over 200 million hits. Hmm. So there's nothing unique about that. So of course you can continue to say your, those things. But you can't use any of those words. I've got a list of 100 words uh, that are banned because they're not distinctive enough. They're not rich enough. They're not individual enough. Sex Factor is allowing you to be original. It's saying you are original. Let's find a way to capture that. So it's quite separate to what our job title might be. Exactly. Okay. And I banned all job titles in that hundred words because I couldn't fit all job titles into the hundred plus banned list. <laughs> uh, so yeah, all of that. Just throw some words at me, you know, innovator, a content creator. CEO. Yeah. <laughs> disruptor. Head, innovator, radical thinker, out of the box. Yeah. Educator, teacher, writer. People love writer. 
But writer mm. is very sexy. So I say, please put it on your dating profile. <laughs> but entrepreneur? Writer, people put entrepreneur. No, absolutely not. Entrepreneur, or coach? Founder, coach, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Thought leader, coach, innovator, inventor, none of those. They're all too cliched. Okay. Uh, you're not going to get that distinctive part of your original identity through using that. Because unless you're able to give it some nuance, um, which very few people can. So, yeah. Mm. So with um, with this tagline, or even if we come up with a little bit of a tagline, where would we put that out into the world? Put it up. Like in a written form. Yeah, in a written form. Uh, put it out in you know on Instagram. Try and see if it works on LinkedIn. Introduce yourself. Say, you know, I'm a river swimmer or whatever it is. Just start small. Start where you're at today. See how you go. You know, see the response you get. Oh, also what happens is then we start owning that. We start owning that part of our identity, which perhaps we've kept out of our professional life. You know, we've, we start owning it. We become who we say we are. Uh, that process starts to shift. And then maybe you think this is working. People love it. And then you can add other other parts. And you'll find your elements, your um, X Factor statement evolves over time. It goes deeper. It gets richer because you grow more confident. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I first started, when I first left my architecture career, I thought that the architecture career was not relevant anymore because it's like, well, that's something I used to do. It doesn't have relevance to what I'm doing right now. But then I noticed that people would hire me because I had the architecture background and they could see that I understood their industry because they were also in construction or in design. And I started to go, oh, okay, maybe it is relevant. Maybe I should embrace it more. Correct. So you actually, you're going to, when you work through the process, you create what I call a... You, you travel, you time travel into your past, into your future. And you find all these elements and then you play with them to see what, what yeah. would work as, as a statement. Now, the X Factor statement is one way. It's not the only way of finding your X Factor. But my clients tell me that it's uh, simple, it's effective, and it always works. So that's why I'm really proud of it, that I've given people a way of finding their X Factor, speaking their truth, and being original and distinctive in a world that always wants more from us. Yeah. Can you give us an overview of that process, Yamini? I know that it's in detail in your book. Sure. Um, but if you give us like the high level and then the high level. <laughs> read the book. To, yeah, to- yeah there, are, there are three simple steps. So my first step is called gather, where I get you to gather data around your history, your hobbies, and your interesting, I put a little H in the book, interesting fact. Interesting. So, okay. <laughs> so the, all the three H's, you know, the palette lines up. History, so for example, you know, like I'm, I'm Indian, obviously. Uh, but I'm also Australian Indian. So history, heritage doesn't have to be exotic. Maybe your family went to the beach every Sunday or you come from a third generation diehard. Essendon supporter, go Essendon. <laughs> um, hobbies, I find hobbies are really important. So what lights you up? Like what do you do in your spare time? Is it uh, true crime podcasts? Is it knitting? Is it uh, rock climbing? And then the third thing is interesting facts. So this is the nerdy bits about us, our quirks. Uh, Christina, do you watch a program on ABC called Hard Quiz? Yes, yes. I do enjoy Hard Quiz. Isn't yeah, it and those people are obsessed with one topic. Yeah, like they niche <laughs> out on this nerd topic that you probably sometimes never even heard of, like vintage washing machines or street bacon <laughs> or the Toy Story films. So this is interesting facts, your nerdy bits are where most of my clients hit gold. So I take you through an exercise. So this is all the gather stage. So we're gathering data from your personal life. We then spend some time uh, playing with the data where we intersect 
we write up the data in these little intersecting circles and we try and intersect them uh, to find where, where do the intersections lie. Mm. And then we play with your word palette. So how can we make some of these words a bit sensory? So, you know, when you think of Harley Davidson bike rider or you think of river swimmer or you think of Bollywood dancing, um, you want some of those words to be sensory. So there's a gathering mm. stage, there's a, you know, playing stage and then there's a crafting stage where you actually say, you start to craft your statement. Um, and all of this is, is very, it's, uh, I call it lab view. So it's all about experimenting. It's about exploring. It's uh, being open to what comes up for you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you mentioned that with the modern X factor that you talk about, it must serve your audience and it must add value to your presentation. And of course, be something you love, which we've spoken about. Once we've, let's say we find one piece that could be part of our X factor, uh, something yeah. that we th- like river swimmer, for example, Yeah, we go, okay, that's unique about me. But then how do you translate that into something that's relevant yeah. and of service to the audience? Uh, for, in Carolyn's example, she could find a story about her river swimming. She's got many of these uh, that would work for this particular audience and that would serve yeah. them. So it would help them understand her message more. Uh, so it's about turning it like so we can incorporate it into a story the experience that we have with that thing that hobby or that interest we can use it as a metaphor or use it as a story or like you with your Bollywood dancing actually do that thing correct correct to demonstrate okay love it in the book I talk about uh, making a point nailing a point with your x factor okay so that you could use a story or tell a joke or whatever I talk about participatory x factor so this is when I invite my audience into my whatever that X Factor piece is or performative X Factor, which is what we've been talking about, which is okay. the ukulele or the Bollywood dancing. And you actually step your way through that hierarchy. So if I'm quite new at this, I try to nail a point with my X Factor. So if my X Factor, for example, is um, I'm trying to think what, what was Kat's X Factor? Uh, so take even the river swimming and nail a point by making an example. And then can you see how unique her presentation will become if she does do stories about river swimming? Because there would be no speaker before or after who's done that. People haven't heard it. There's such a fresh, original take. And the whole idea of river swimming can become a metaphor. And then mm. the next level up would be participatory X factor, where you invite your audience to do something. And performative X factor is where you, you know, you could do spoken word poetry or a little bit of performance theater, whatever. But they, they lev- they're not levels, they're just different ways of doing your X factor. Nothing is, you know, better than the other, but it's just some ways of considering how you could bring your X factor into your presenting. But you can also then take it much outside your presenting. I found um, latching X factor onto presenting gave us some way of anchoring it. You know how you'd always anchor your theory in something, but you can then take it much larger than just presenting. Because then it becomes your professional identity, your personal identity. It becomes who you are as a person, how you show up in the world. So it can become quite transformative. So I find when you find that right statement, it's a real powerhouse. It transforms what's possible for you. That's beautiful. Uh, I'm so excited to to finish the book. I'm now really excited. Um, Is there, I'm conscious of time, Yamini. Is there anything that I haven't asked that you would love to address before we wrap? Uh, the only thing I'd, I'd say, just have the courage, trust yourself. I feel for most people, because I've done this work for over three, you know, with my clients, your X factor is already there. So for the first time, I'm saying, instead of always looking outside ourselves, we actually look inside ourselves for answers. 
So your X factor usually emerges from your gut. It emerges from instinct, from insight, from intuition. So for most people, it's already in your in your gut, in your being. And all the book does is it hastens that process so you can articulate it and bring it to your prefrontal cortex and put it into a statement the way I show you. So good luck. Everyone has X-Factor potential and all the very best in discovering yours. Huge thanks to Yamini Naidu for sharing her unique insights on how we can find our own powerful X Factor. Since the recording of this conversation, I finished the X Factor book and I, and I had a lot of fun actually working through what my statements could be. So I'm going to share a couple with you here now. Um, so one of them is from architect to part-time amateur DJ and full-time courage cultivator. And of course, I've got different versions of it, which is what Yamini explains to do in the book, um, Architect Turned Amateur DJ and Unshakable Courage Cultivator. And the third one is um, Architect Turned Burpee Devotee and Ukulele Playing Courage Cultivator. (laughs) So I'm still testing them out. As you can see, they go through different iterations and I'm still working out what's going to be the best one and if it needs to change um, at all, but I've been having a lot of fun with it and I'm looking forward to unleashing this onto the world and and in my presentations. So who knows, I have been known to play some ukulele and maybe I'll bring my DJ decks and do a little remix. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Make sure you grab a copy of Yamini's book if you're also keen to explore what your X Factor might be. I'll link it up in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 292. And if you do have a crack at your X Factor statement, then make sure you connect with myself and Yamini on LinkedIn. Send us a message. We would both be really keen to hear what you've come up with. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and we'll chat in the next episode. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.